I mean, it is one thing to own your own shortcomings as a human and to to admit that you, you know, fucked up around something and that you lied and because you were scared and you just really wanted it to go well and you want your, you know, you have all this stuff and to own your own emotional stuff and, and tra- clear trauma from her childhood and all sorts of stuff that you, you experience more and you see more, you know, throughout the movie. But the fact that this is what was depicted and the lack of consent, it, it infuriated me. It infuriated me and it made me so angry that this is what was being depicted because again, we were told that this was going to be a family-friendly, uh, like like loving rom-com experience. And of course, of course, there couldn't for a second be a story around like a rom-com holiday experience centering around a lesbian couple that didn't involve a person in that dynamic having to go back in the closet and hide who she fucking is. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, mindset coach, actor, and truth teller extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought to help you face your fears, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 110 of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. Today is a very special and very deeply requested episode um, that came from a very intense rant on Instagram on Sunday, um, Of if you're listening to this in real time, um, all around the new um, movie on Hulu called The Happiest Season. And this is for you whether you've watched this movie or not. Um, and I will be getting into all the goods around that as promised and had so many of you requested um, from this bisexual and um, very, very progressive's perspective around, and also actor um, perspective around um, this film. But before we get into that, I wanted to share, um, in case you missed it, um, a few announcements um, and some really exciting stuff. Um, so on Friday, um, if you're listening to this in real time, on the anniversary of, just after the anniversary of my double mastectomy on December 4th, um, my anniversary is the third, um, I went live and celebrated with a bunch of you on Instagram. And I also shared a really exciting announcement. So as you know, I have been doing the podcast now for, God, we're coming up on three years um, in February, um, which is insanely amazing. And there are so many of you out there that listen every week and shoot me DMs and and leave reviews and all of that stuff. And it has meant the world to me um, to get to know your hearts on Instagram um, over the last three years and and really over the last five years as I've started my business and been really, really intentional in that space. Um I love getting to know your faces. And something that I realized when I ran um, my first uh, Live Your Fuck Yes Life virtual summit, um, which happened in November, was that we created this really beautiful private container in a Facebook group um, for the summit. Um, And it was just such a magical experience. If you missed out on that and want access to the replay and to get in that space and just soak up the incredible, incredible amazingness that was that day and all of the incredible guest experts and facilitators that came in and um, did the inner work, um, I, you can always get the replay over at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash summit. Um, 
but I, you know, the, the, the thing that was so beautiful about it, in addition to the teachings and the learning and the immersion, um, with these incredible humans was the sense of community and, um, deep, uh, impact and love and um and light and being around humans who got it right who 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 embody the mission that is living your fuck yes life and of course a variety of humans because that is how we do um right um diversity is a beautiful thing and and also it was such a beautiful space to have non non-judgmental life just i'm showing up exactly as i am and that is acceptable that is enough with the caveat of being kind and judgment free and that it in a wildly inclusive sex positive space and that's the container that you know i very intentionally set going into that and so many people, I got so much feedback around, I wish this was a place that I could come to all the time because it was a one-time, you know, event and we will be doing more summits in the future, but it's a, it's a closed container in a very specific area. And it got me thinking, and a lot of you reached out and was like, have you ever thought about doing a Patreon? Like, I want to pay you for, um, you know, all of the content they create for free with the podcast and your Instagram and everything like that. I'd love to support you and your work. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've thought about it, but... I do so much of what I do just because I want to empower y'all and love y'all. Um, and of course, obviously, I have, you know, to make a living. <laughs> and I do so much of that via my one-on-one work and my, and my group coaching programs and and also – you know, the occasional, uh, summit, like I, I ran, I run or podcast, um, you know, occasional, uh, spots, but even though I really don't have many of those because I'm super fucking picky with who I work with when it comes to brands. But yeah, like, it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I hadn't, hadn't really made the time for it. And honestly, before this year, I hadn't had the time, um, to do it, um, because my priorities were, were elsewhere. And it's not because I didn't want to create a safe and supportive space for y'all, but it was because I, um, I needed to do some work on me before I felt like I could open up the the container in that space. Um, and also, uh, because, you know, there just wasn't a lot of, of requests coming my way around that. They were here and there. And I was like, well, I want to make this, but I want to make it if truly people will, um, will pop in and show up. And so I've got a lot of feedback from that, from everyone who was in there saying, I just want I want a space um, where I can show up. And so I finally opened a Patreon page. And all that you need to do is head over to it. The link is in the show notes. um, But it's also um, super easy to find on Patreon. So it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash live your fuck yes life. The U is not starred, bitches, because Patreon is not like like Apple. um, And actually, uh, you know, emboldens humans using that word. Um, And all you need to do is it's really a pay what you can so five dollars is the minimum that they you know do for a monthly of just saying like I'm going to pop in be a part of this community in addition to that I'm going to be popping in there to talk deeper about each podcast episode to really be able to um, build a community with you that is intentional and in this container and also I might pop in there with you know bonus episodes or Q&A's I I used to do Q&A's on the podcast or ask me anything's on Instagram and I'll occasionally still do those on there but it is uh, a lot to do it in that container and to say everything you want to say and it's so much easier to go live in a in a very closed container so I'm going to be doing 
that with so much more intention there um, and starting now um, and as we roll into 2021. So if you've not gotten your booty and become a patron and want to join the Live Your Fuck Yes Life uh, official private community um, that it is on Facebook, um, but it is private. You will only the people who are patrons will get access to it. Um, and uh, it is a judgment free, inclusive of all genders, sexes, uh, races, uh, humans and beyond. Um, and if there is any kind of behavior that occurs outside of that in the space, um, the human will be promptly removed. So just know that it is um, incredibly intentional and I cannot wait to support y'all. I will also be uh, occasionally popping in there with discounts um, for all of the patrons, patrons, patrons. Um, God, I don't even know how you fucking call you. Just you're you're my love your fuckiest lifers. Um, but in that space um, for, you know, future summits um, and group coaching programs, anything like that as we move um, heading into 2021 because shit is coming down the pipes. So um, like I said, you can just head to the show notes to become a patron, um, $5 or pay what you can if you want to give more. Um, it's really up to you and whatever works best for you. I wanted to make sure this was accessible as fuck to all humans. Um, and, uh, and yeah, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash live your fuck yes life. Um, all right. So those are the big announcements. Um, really, um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see you in that space. And I, Thank you all for um, almost a hundred of you voted that I do an episode um, around this. So um, we're just going to deep dive the fuck into it because I have a lot of things to say and I want this to be a conversation that we can really um, intentionally step into together. So once you're done listening to this, head on over to um, our Facebook page for the patron community um, or to the post um, that I posted um, today um, on um, my page at Amanda Catherine Loy. Um, and let me know in the comments. You'll obviously know which one it is based off of seeing it. Um, and let me know in the comments your thoughts um, because these are just mine and I want to hear yours. And um, no matter how you identify, I genuinely am curious if you've seen the movie, um, how you feel, or even if you haven't seen the movie, what you feel after listening to this episode. So without further ado, here we go. All right. Oh, <laughs> so um, in case you missed it on my Instagram stories, um, Earlier this week on Sunday night, um, I had had – it's been a wild week personally in my life. Um, if you followed along on Instagram, you know that there's been a lot that's taken place um, in the last week um, for me as I'm recording this, um, you know, uh, navigating some family emergency um you know, stuff and having a near-death experience, which I have yet to fully process <laughs> because of all the stuff that's gone on this year. I'm totally fine, y'all, but um, it was scary for sure um, to, you know, uh, navigating and celebrating and also sifting through all the stuff around my anniversary of my double mastectomy. And um, I chopped off my tits and everything that um, y'all, you know, heard in last week's episode uh, around that. So, you know, sifting through that and, um, also if you saw on Instagram, um, you know that, uh, Kev and I are, uh, so excited and also overwhelmed a little bit, but so stoked, um, to be welcoming a new puppy into our lives. Um, we'll be getting little Charlie, um, uh, at the like very beginning of 2021. So um, if you haven't seen the adorable photo and announcement that I posted on Instagram, make sure to head to Amanda Catherine Loy because his face is just the cutest and I'll be sharing more pup updates. I promise so many of you have been DMing me about it. 
but it's just been a lot. I've been in the car a lot more than normal driving and doing all these things. And it's just like, it's been a lot. And I, on Sunday was like, you know, I finally like got my wits about me and I was going through stuff and I got everything ready for work for the week. And, um, you know, it was like, I'm going to sit down and put the Christmas tree lights on and put on this movie that I had heard so many exciting things about. And as you can tell, um, that was the happiest season as I'm talking about, um, in, uh, today's episode. And what I got so many requests, um, after my <laughs> Instagram story rant, I like paused the movie 30 minutes in, I hadn't even finished it. And I paused the movie 30 minutes in and I started ranting about it because I had so many feelings about, um, what was happening in the film and, um, and so I know a lot of you uh, went on a little bit of a ride with me, but I wanted to, it's very impossible to talk about uh, true feelings on Instagram in the capacity. And so many of you requested that I do a podcast episode around this. Um, and my feelings, I wanted to give myself a few days because my feelings are really layered. But I just wanted to say for, from the beginning, you know, if you have not watched this movie, that's okay. Um, you'll still get a lot from this episode. If you... Um, do not want spoilers. I I recommend maybe you watch it and then come back to this. Um, but um, if you have not heard of The Happiest Season, which I know many people hadn't, uh, but a lot of people have watched it already, um, it's been really publicized for a while um, because The Happiest Season has been um, this like holiday rom-com that has been uh, – promoted and marketed as uh, such a beautiful thing for the LGBTQ plus community, right? Um, This is the first time that a major network has had a queer couple, a lesbian couple in this case, um, on – in a holiday rom-com experience um, as the focal point, not as supporting characters, but as the main characters, as the leads. Um, and also it's been championed and really like done up in the media because um, not only have there been, you know, queer characters and also a lot of the characters within the show, like actors within the show are queer. You have incredible um, performers and actors like fucking Kristen Stewart and Dan Levy, um, who you probably know from Schitt's Creek. He's one of my absolute favorite humans. So not only do you have on-screen queer representation, just to name a few, but you also then have, you know, a lot of queer voices and folks um, behind the scenes. And so as somebody who is part of the queer community and um, and hasn't really seen that representation ever before, you know, in, in such a mainstream on Hulu, you can find this movie on Hulu, um, and in such a very... Um, uh, like rom-com holiday, you know, space. Like, yes, there are many, uh, many spaces that you see representation. And I'm going to share a couple at the end of this, uh, that I actually significantly, um, uh, would recommend, um, to, uh, <laughs> to any of you queer folk or any humans out there listening. Um, you know, and I think it's really important that this is not, um, this is not just for anybody who identifies as queer. This is for everybody um, who identifies as human, which should be every single one of you listening, <laughs> unless you're an alien. And in which case, come show me your ways because maybe maybe it's time to fucking go to the next planet. I don't know. Um, but I I was so excited to watch this. I got in my cozies and I turned on the Christmas tree lights and I you know, made some tea and I was like, this is going to get me in the holiday spirit. And 
I'd heard some rumblings because it's been out for I think a week by the time I watched it and heard some rumblings um, that it wasn't super well received but I wanted to walk into it with a pretty open mind um, so I didn't really read a lot of people's perspectives I wanted to create my own um yeah, I wanted to not have any other people's uh, feelings or opinions um, taint my experience of watching it and receiving it so that I could aptly experience it for myself. I knew that it dealt with a coming out um, storyline, which great, amazing. Um, Those are always beautiful to uh, witness. I was excited about that because I personally have navigated that in my own life. And that's a really big part of the LGBTQIA plus beyond experience, right? Like coming out, um, it's, I wish we, you know, I wish we didn't have to, I wish that that wasn't the part of the narrative, but that is where we've been at. And that is something that is really, really, really scary to navigate. I know it firsthand and, um, I, I talk a lot actually and had an incredible, I really recommend going back and listening to, and I'll put it in the show notes for you, but episode 100 of the podcast, we celebrated on Pride Week of this year. Um, and it was called We're Here and We're Queer. And um, I brought on, um, I think it was eight incredible individuals, including myself, um, to who identify um, as part of the queer community in some capacity, but all different sexuality identities, all different um, gender identities um, coming together and sharing their coming out experiences and what it means to be queer because it's not one note. And so often in the media, queerness is depicted in such a one note capacity. And Obviously, um, you know, I'm really fucking grateful, really fucking grateful that we are in a place right now where we are starting to see more representation on screen. I want to shout that out from the fucking rooftops. I have um, been speaking to many of you um, in my DMs and also just, you know, seeing like people's reactions after I've watched this. Um, And so many people are just really grateful, you know, feeling the gratitude um, that there is just another movie with representation, especially um, in the lead, in the lead spaces, because that's just not it's not typical, which is in and of itself infuriating, but it is also the truth. Um, but anyways, I walked into this with an open heart and um, I, I've watched the whole movie despite the fact that 30 minutes in, I literally was so angry <laughs> and like my blood was boiling so much about what was happening on screen Um Largely because I don't have a big tolerance for um, problematic relationship dynamics at this point in my life. I have done a lot of work around this and um, I have deep empathy for all the characters in this and and how they were depicted. Um, But I I have some stuff to fucking talk about and I want to preface this by saying that I am not an expert around any of the things that I'm about to talk about. I am just a human, a human who has, um, who, who is an expert on, on their life, right? I always talk about this. Um, I am never going to say this is the end all and be all when it comes to X, Y, or Z because I can't believe I just said Z. Wow, I've really become American, y'all. Zed, Zed, it is Canadian. Um, but, you know, like I, 
I can only speak from my own experience and also from what I know and what I've learned and absorbed and my education. Um, So that's where I'm coming from. And I really want to open this as a dialogue between you and I. Um, Yeah, you listening. Um, Because I want to hear your perspective. Um, My perspective is just my perspective. And um, it's my feeling and opinion. And I think the the, the what I've what I've really really loved about doing this podcast for the so long and what my intention has been from the very fucking beginning is to simply create an open space to have a deeper dialogue and to share my personal uh, musings and feelings um, in in hopes that it ex- expands your perspective or maybe shares a different perspective for you and then you can come back to me in dm um or um in the live your fuck yes life patreon community which we will definitely be talking more about this in there um i really hope to see you in there again you can um head to the show notes um and um and and pop in it's really just whatever pay what you can so that you can um be surrounded by incredible humans who get you and are inclusive because fuck that noise for non-inclusive non um um, like judgment-free this is a judgment-free space, y'all. It's going to be – it's amazing. And I'm so excited to be uh, doing this space with you. Um, and this this movie is just another uh, re- reflection and reminder of how important it is to have these kind of conversations. So we're going to definitely be talking about that more in there. So I'll see you in there for more conversations. Um, and obviously my DMs are always open. And I would love to hear – I did a post if you're listening to this in real time um, – or even afterwards, come and find um, the happiest season post that I did, um, and comment and let me know, um, you know, your feelings and and if you agree or maybe you disagree with me. I want to hear. I want to know. Um, let's let's talk about it um, once the once the uh, the episode is up. But yeah, I just um, <laughs> I I felt so much. Um, I felt triggered. I felt angry. I felt frustrated. I felt tired. <laughs> I also, um, I also felt really empathetic, and like openly weeped. Like Kev came upstairs the last thirty minutes, and I was openly weeping because I saw so many of my experiences and also of experiences of people I love depicted in this. Um, and so it's this weird thing because um, you know. At, as a, a queer person and a polyamorous person and also as just a human in 2020, there is this dichotomy of like, I'm grateful that I get to I, that I get to at least empathize with these characters because I know what so much of their them navigating it is, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's okay anymore. I I personally feel that it doesn't mean it's okay anymore for relationship dynamics of this nature. And we're going to get into what I believe are very problematic things in a little bit. But relationship dynamics of this nature and also just a general depiction of what the LGBTQ plus experience is like in such a problematic and... uh, like rooted in white supremacy honestly and um and and also like deeply uh uh depicting like not a healthy relationships like not the what I would like to hope are are the norm with with humans um uh, of kindness and decency and empathy and love um within the scope of this so we're gonna get the fuck into it okay so Again, these are just my fucking thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. So my 
my, I knew going in, I, I knew going in that, you know, my hope for having, um, two things were probably going to be very unlikely, right? Um, we live in a world right now where even though it's 2020 and so much shift and revolution is happening, there somehow still seems to be in media, not always, this is not exclusive, but often in media, a lack of diversity depicted on screen. So I'm talking about, you know, BIPOC peeps, right? So especially like, God forbid, a main character. This was an incredibly white-centric cast, um, incredibly talented cast. And as an actor, I had a very interesting perspective coming into this as both an actor and a queer person who understands like the nuances of being cast in a role. I have a lot of empathy for these incredibly talented and wonderful actors who came on screen. Um, but, you know, it, it did. It was a white-centric cast. Um, you had a few, uh, you know, black people and people of color um, in supporting roles, but it was very, very minor. And um, the way that they were uh, depicted on screen, and I don't want to obviously speak for this community, but the way they were depicted on screen, I have seen a lot of people in the black community um, and um, and black people uh, and people of color speaking around this as deeply problematic. So please um, go and 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 follow all the incredible humans on Instagram that speak to this um, and um, and hear what they have to say so that you can um, lovingly uh, understand um, why it was problematic. I'm not going to be speaking about that because I am white um, and it's not my place. Um, but yeah, um, we also don't see fucking really any representation of body diversity, um, which really, really, really irks me. Um, you know, of course, and this is with a major fucking eye roll, you know, all queer folks are obviously thin, right? I mean, that's how that works, right? Um, yeah, all people in the, in the family look that way, right? Like I, I just, um, I don't, I, I'm so tired of seeing a lack of diversity um, on screen um, around every fucking thing. And it was um, incredibly um, uh, thoughtless in that perspective from from my – in my opinion. Um, this movie also centered around privilege in a lot of ways. And I'm not just speaking around whiteness, but I'm speaking also around the coming out experience that you witnessed and the way in which all of the problematic relationship dynamics went about and um, how how those got rewarded um, in the end by the actions that took place. Um, the, the privilege was just uh, uh, deeply, deeply rampant throughout um, throughout the, the movie. And again, these things I have deep problems with. I really wish that we could just move in a better direction. And there are a lot of creatives and a lot of um, casts and a lot of writers that are making incredible work that is moving the needle. And it is truly amazing. And I do believe that in some ways this movie did move the needle. Again, the representation piece is huge. And and I know a lot of people felt really seen because this did reflect some and I say this with a big ol', you know, sum of the LGBTQ, you know, humans' experiences. But it is not the norm by any means. It's 2020 and we need to fucking do better from my standpoint. This is not how so many people experience 
they're uh, they're coming out <laughs> stories. Um, it's just not a lot of the internal traumas that are clearly present in this family that is at the center of this um, movie. Um, you know that in and of itself is wildly apparent and I think something that we probably all watching could relate to I know I certainly um, can relate to a lot of the feelings um, that Harper what who's one of the, the main characters and you see her um, her family is the one that you kind of witness she's the one who's um, been in the closet um, and and to her family um, it, you you witness her experience um and you you see the pain right and the fear and the feelings and you and I have so much empathy for her um in terms of what she's navigating and in terms of how hard that is um and as somebody who I mean I it's not clear how old these um characters (laughs) were intended to be but it was obvious that they were at least depicted from my standpoint like late 20s um And I, as somebody who came out at 28 um, publicly um, and also to her her family at, you know, the age of, what, 27, I I came out as bisexual and polyamorous all in the fucking same breath. (laughs) Good job, mom and dad. (laughs) Really, really um, being present for that. You know, that was a a big one to receive. I've never really talked about – that that piece of my puzzle I don't think interestingly enough um on here um so we're gonna be getting into some some I guess personal stuff today probably too um blah so much to to share but y'all like it's I have empathy for the fear I have empathy for um for the the way that sometimes that fear can manifest in us not handling situations with um thought and um, I've been there. However, the way that Harper interacted with Abby, um, which is Kristen Stewart's character in this in the um, in the movie, was unconscionable to me in so 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 many ways. And so I've been seeing a lot of people saying, and I want to share a few um, DMs that I've gotten that I, I'm sharing with permission um, of incredible humans of all of you, and also a few um, perspectives because I want to share a different perspective of what I've been seeing, not just my own, um, but genuinely want to hear yours too. Um, you know, of like people saying, "Well, you know, this is like so many rom coms that we've seen for years." Yes, completely agreed, and those are problematic too, you know, like I, I grew up fucking watching, you know, all of these, you know, movies that I still have so much love for, like, you know, My Best Friend's Wedding and Sleepless in Seattle and all of these incredible movies with incredible actors and storylines. But again, it perpetuates this notion. And this, these are all in a heterosexual context because at the time I was identifying as straight and I was like, I just want my Prince Charming to come right into the fucking Disney movie you know whole thing of like I'm going to be saved right and it perpetuates that like a woman needs a man in order to be um to be seen and accepted and loved and um and enough in her life and that she has to chase um after a man in order to get his love and approval right I mean just the problem problematics like we we can always watch these things with a grain of salt and I totally get that 
But I think because of how it was portrayed, right, and how it was marketed as this beautiful and um, and very uh, avant-garde and very, like, ahead of its time or even fucking finally it's going to be this incredible thing for the LGBTQ plus community, I'm like, this is not for us. Like, period. I, I, and I'm saying this again. This is my feeling, my perspective, and I know many other people – in the LGBTQ community who identify with me in this space, it's not for us, okay? Um, It's just not. Um, I I don't know who this movie is for, to be quite honest. Um, And that's something I've been seeing uh, talking about a lot um, online. And... um, and we're gonna we're gonna dig into into why <laughs> right now. So here we go. Okay, so the reason that I first turned off the movie and went on a bad <laughs> Instagram story uh, rant was because there is a scene, and again, this is where we're getting into some spoilers. So here we go. There is a scene um, where you know at the very beginning of the movie. Abby, um, who has been living with Harper for it seems like about a year, um, and um, is they're going up to Harper's family. Um, they're a lesbian couple, um, and they are, they're going up to Harper's family's uh, for Christmas. She Harper, you witness her like very lovingly on like a very sweet night. Say, you know what? Like, come spend Christmas with me. You know, um, Abby is an orphan, and her parents uh, passed away, and so really struggles with Christmas, and she really wants to spend it with her. They seem very, very beautifully in love. You have this like really loving experience of witnessing their connection and being like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so beautiful, and. On the way, um, you you also then witness <laughs> beforehand. This is very important from my perspective. You also very clearly witness like Kristen Stewart's character Abby. Um, she goes and buys an engagement ring um, and um, has plans to propose to Harper um, at her family's and like meet her family, lovingly gutter blessing, all this stuff. And to me, I already had a red flag. This is this movie is filled with red flags, right? It's like you know, and again, this is story, right? So we're moving through that, but also have the feels. <laughs> Um, and these are my these are my feels. Um, you know, it's like, oh, she hasn't met her family yet, and it's been a year. Like, interesting. That's and that some to, to some people maybe they're not close with her family. So I was like, maybe she's just not really close with her family. Like, I didn't really think much of it. But to me, you know, I personally, when when somebody has come into my life or a partner that I feel really excited about and that feels significant. And to me, if they're living together, you know, and she's buying an engagement ring, that's obviously, from my perspective, they're at a place of quite significance in their relationship. You know, if family is, is involved and they're close, I would imagine that the, that they would at least know about the partner, if if the very least having met. But again, every, every relationship is different, right? Every fam- familial relationship is, is different. And on the way, Harper, this is why I got so mad, Harper pulls over and and reveals that she lied to Abby. Um, So one red flag, lied to Abby um, about having come out to her parents like that earlier that summer. She she apparently had told Abby that she'd come out and that they had taken it really well. And so so my issue is not that that she was scared. I mean, I have issue with lying in general, but my issue is not that she was scared and that she, 
that she lied in and of itself. That's not the whole of it from my standpoint. Like sometimes out of fear, we do things and like totally understand that she was really, really scared and lied about that. But the fact that not only did she lie, and so Abby was working, Kristen Stewart's character Abby was working within the context of this is my understanding of this and we're on the same page. But she now has her stuck in a car minutes away from, you know, these people's homes that don't know who she is and believe that her girlfriend of a year who she lives with is straight and she is not only now literally moving in that space, but there is a giant breach of consent here because she is now forced because she doesn't have a way to leave. She's in Harper's car. She is now forced to go back into the closet because Harper has said, I need you to pretend that you are my roommate and that you are straight. So not only is she um, hiding her identity as this person that she loves and she wants to proposed to and has every intention and thought this was their relationship that she's now been lied to around right but she in addition to that has to pretend that she is a straight person I mean I literally and this was before she even arrived at the house I, I like turned off the thing and I just like immediately went on Instagram because I was so angry at how awful that was. I mean, it is one thing to own your own shortcomings as a human and to to admit that you, you know, fucked up around something and that you lied and because you were scared and you just really wanted it to go well and you want your, you know, you have all this stuff and to own your own emotional stuff and, and tra- clear trauma from her childhood and all sorts of stuff that you you experience more and you see more, you know, throughout the movie. But the fact that this is what was depicted and the lack of consent, it, it infuriated me. It infuriated me and it made me so angry that this is what was being depicted because again, we were told that this was going to be a family-friendly, uh, like, r- like loving rom-com experience. And of course, of course, there couldn't for a second be a story around like a rom-com holiday experience centering around a lesbian couple that didn't involve a person in that dynamic having to go back in the closet and hide who she fucking is. Like, and, and, and for, for, for that matter, that the entire movie centered around the fact, like the problems and the whole plot line was centered around the fact that they were queer. And I had an incredible conversation with a dear friend of mine and someone who was actually on um, episode 100 of the podcast, Maggie, and they identify as queer. And this is what they had to say. Literally only straight people have liked this movie. Any queer person knows this is triggering. Sure, I'm thankful for the representation, but what if we had a story with LGBTQ plus characters where the struggle or conflict of the plot had nothing to do with being queer? What if we got to deal with problems that have nothing to do with us being gay? That's what I'm waiting for. That's the lesbian holiday movie I want to see. Not not one that's full of gaslighting and triggering experiences. Um, And so I shared that on my stories and – and also, thank you, Maggie, for allowing me to share it um, publicly because I think, again, um, they so beautifully expressed exactly what I have been feeling too. Um, and 
you know, I will even own that, like, I have some imposter syndrome in terms of expressing that because I only recently, you know, in the last couple of years have really owned that I am not just an ally, but a part of the queer community. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm newly coming out myself. And so, um, you know, I have not seen a lot of representation for that myself but also like I sometimes I'm like is it okay that I speak from this lens and it's like well this is my truth and um I think it's important to gain perspectives from all truths but all I can speak ever from is is my own perspective um and to me human like lesbian you know gay however you identify or just fucking human you know if I was in a relationship with somebody and I in any capacity and I um, had that deep of a breach of consent um, and and was then asked <laughs> to pretend and hide who I was, um, that would be grounds for a breakup from my standpoint. And um, I just felt so deeply for Kristen Stewart's character because to be quite honest, I have not dealt with that lack of consent before, but I have been um, hidden before. Um you know, I I had and still have a human in my life um, who is no longer a, a partner of mine in the way you might identify a partner, um, but she is still deeply in my life, and I have so much love for her. And um, you know, uh, when we met um, and started dating, um, you know, we were very. I was like a year into my. Um, you know, having been come out to my to my family and friends and had worked through a lot of uh, the owning of my bisexuality. And um, and it's a process, right? Anyone who has navigated it knows that it, it's a slow process, one with lots of fear, lots of, um, you know, stuff wrapped up. And we all experience it differently. But for me, perception was a really big piece of how are people going to perceive me, especially having, you know, being married and having that um, piece of it, um, to a, to a man, no less. And having that piece of it on top of it, not only was I coming out, you know, as, as a bisexual, but I was also coming out to my friends and family as Polly. And, you know, um, it was a lot to navigate and it can be really scary and have a lot of feels. And I fear, I feel so deeply for both of these characters, truly, truly. Um, because I know what it's like, but the, the hiding, like that is something that, um, is so hard to watch because, um, I don't think there's a queer person out there who hasn't felt like they needed to hide who they were and seeing that being forced and that lack of consent around it was incredibly fucking triggering. And my personal experience around that was rooted in a space where, you know, she was only recently coming into her bisexuality as well. And, you know, um, at the time she was dating both, um, you know, myself and Kevin, and it was this really beautiful relationship. And she, you know, had been out to her family around her bisexuality, but not about Polly. And, um, it was really hurtful because, um, she felt comfortable talking to her family, um, specifically her mom around, um, around her uh, relationship with Kev and um, talking about that openly and, and sharing about that um, and waited and didn't feel comfortable in the time frame that would have felt good for me 
um, to talk about me um, because she knew it would be triggering to her family um, on a lot of levels, not just, you know, that she's dating a woman, but also that she's dating two married people. <laughs> um, and, you know, um, I, I, I had deep empathy for her experience and understanding. And also I, um, I felt, uh, it was really hard for me to go through. I felt, um, like I didn't matter and I felt hidden. I was hidden. Um, and it, it really hurt my feelings. And, um, you know, that's a piece of my story. And again, um, I highly recommend you listening to episode 100 um, to get a, a deeper perspective around everyone's coming out experience and, 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 and what hiding has looked like and, and felt like for different people because it is varied around all of us. Um, but the goddamn lack of consent there was just so infuriating. And to me, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep watching this and hopefully she will just be a very loving partner to um, to Abby in the process of this because that piece of things, sometimes like that's a story that I, I know a lot of people have navigated and everyone's um, story and, and experience is beautiful and their own, but that doesn't give you the right as a human to treat another person in that capacity. Um, if Honestly, if I were at this point in my life, if I were in Abby's shoes in the context of this, I would have left. I would have gone home um, because my personal boundaries are that I will not hide who I am to anybody in my life, nor will I be treated by a partner or anyone who claims to love me um, in a way where I'm asked to be anything but myself. That's my personal boundary, you know? So that's just how I would uh, approach the situation. Again, we're seeing a story. This is a story, whatever. So I was like, okay, we're going to keep watching this. But it, it got worse and worse and worse. And I'm not going to go into the full picture of it, but the emotional abuse that took place throughout this, um, from specifically from Harper to Abby, excuse me, I'm getting really, really really emotional, right? (laughs) Y'all let me take a quick sip of water. Mm. When I, Yeah, when I was navigating this, I was like, wow, the amount of emotional abuse. And again, I am not a fucking therapist. I am not an expert around this, but I have been in emotionally abusive relationships. And um, I I will not stand for it as a human. It is not something that I will stand for. And to me, I was like, okay, so she's clearly – She's she's now acting like a completely different person. Um, she is treating her partner, who she claims to love and be her family, as if she doesn't matter. She is blatantly flirting with her ex-boyfriend in front of her um, and and operating in really, really awful ways, like treating her very, very, very fucking poorly throughout the whole, I mean, just watch it and you will see the, it's, it makes, it literally makes me cringe. And at the end, I was like, okay, fine. So she's going to then leave, right? And Kristen Stewart's character said the most incredible thing. Um, There's a scene, this scene is when things started to, turn around for me a little bit in the sense of I was like, okay, maybe this is going to go in a direction that I can support and really get with. Um, because Dan Levy's character, who I I fucking love Dan Levy. Like, I just love him so damn much. Um, 
And um, he has this beautiful scene with Kristen Stewart's character outside where, you know, she's just been treated so poorly. Um, you know, uh, she, she's just been, uh, basically told over and over again that it should be, everything should be fine. And all the ways that she's be treated should be fine because now at least she came out, she did what she wanted. Right. So this is after she's come out to her family in a very awful and just horrendous way. Um, the whole way that it goes down, it's like, wow, 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 wow. This is so painful to watch. And the amount of, um, the lack of consent in this movie and that is expressed and shown is just whoa it just made my skin crawl um and again it's a story I get it I get it but still like it's triggering to to us LGBTQ folk it just really fucking is um and the emotional abuse that happened from that space of her just being like well you should be able to be okay like you should your feelings should be fine now because everything that's happened in the last four days shouldn't matter because I came out I did the thing and no that's not how it works and I was so proud of the writing for a second because during the scene Kristen Stewart's character said I deserve to be with somebody who's ready something along those lines I don't think those were the exact words but it was something along those lines and that was her setting a boundary of I you know like and she almost left a few times she was really trying to figure out what to do and I I um I really appreciate it I really appreciated that y'all I'm getting like really really choked up (laughs) I really appreciated that um I really did but then it was quickly very very quickly turned around because even though she did leave you know and she made her point that it was too late and I was so proud of her for that and that she was like no I will not stand for this kind of behavior and this being treated like this she then rewarded from my perspective, she rewarded um, Abby, or Abby rewarded Harper when Harper came back and was like, I'll change and all of this stuff and said, okay, I want to be with you. And I'm torn in this moment because like if this wasn't the pattern and it was just within the confines of these five days, like, you know, that's all that we're obviously seeing. But like, I'm just Uh, knowing how triggering it is and again this is somebody who has who has had this experience to some degree of being put back in in hiding and asked to to kind of be in the closet um you know if all of that had happened to me I would not have stayed and this is just me as a human I would not have stayed in that relationship um and so what what I'm worried and what I feel like this is again uh promoting and perpetuating is that abuse is okay especially in the context of you you being hidden as you know a queer person um in in a relationship as long as um you know you you navigate this stuff and I I do think that there's a level of like okay um trauma is is a thing and obviously she has a lot of trauma but like does that make it okay for for you to be treated in that certain way? No. Intention, the intentions of this movie, I believe, were pure. And this is where intention over impact comes in. And I do believe intentions are important. I'm not a person that will ever say intentions aren't. But the impact is also fucking important. And the impact that this movie is having on so many LGBTQ folk is triggering and and so was the scene and this whole fucking experience, right? And and again, I, I just worry that this is going to perpetuate the fact that, you know, it's okay to be treated like this in relationships and that not only is it okay, but it gets rewarded, you know? And of course, you don't see the other side of it. 
Um, and you don't really get to really see the dynamic of the relationship outside of the context of these five days. So, you know, that's all I'm working with, but like, damn, was that hard to watch? And I'm sure a lot of you have different feelings around this. So I'm curious to hear them, um, in the comments of the post or again, um, in the live your fuck is life Patreon community, but fuck man, like it was a lot. Um, not to mention the, you know, whole family dynamic and the experience you witness bullying on so many levels within the family. I mean, holy fuck, was it rampant in bullying um I and 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 so was fucking um you know um Abby the Kristen Stewart's character she was constantly constantly bullied um and the and um Aubrey Plaza's character who I can't fucking remember her name right now for the life of me I think Sloan no not Sloan Sloan was the older character um oh my gosh Audrey oh she played Riley um and Aubrey Plaza who I fucking love she's one of the best actors ever and I truly really appreciated her work in this film I really really feel like Abby and um Riley should have ended up together and I know a lot of people are feeling that way in the LGBTQ community um because that's a you know a beautiful understanding of, of healthy dynamics in a relationship um but the fact that she was bullied so fucking much for being queer and the amount of LGBTQ uh bullying but also bullying of you know the the sister um who is seen as kind of the oddball or the art geek and um and just the way that she is treated um and throughout the whole thing, just the whole family dynamic is just was cringe level to witness. Um, not to mention the you know problematics around divorce shaming and how you know uh, when a relationship ends, it is inevitably depicted as this terrible, unsuccessful thing. I have so many feelings around that. I'm going to be doing probably more podcast episodes around that for sure because you know I, I don't think divorce is inherently a bad thing. I think that. Um, a lot of people obviously don't want to move in that space and that's not, you know, the, the desire. But I think staying in a relationship longer than it serves you if you're truly unhappy um, is a beautiful thing to come to a loving decision around and move through consciously, um, you know. Or, you know, and the amount, like the parents in and of themselves are problematic. The, the fact that at the end you, you witness this whole movie, these homophobic parents who then magically change their mind overnight. And, you know, like you can't work through that many years of just being like, well, yeah, she has this problem. So, so terrible, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm just going to love all of you. And like that's just scratching the surface of my feelings around this movie. And again, I could talk about this for fucking ever, um, and I want to talk to you all more about it um, in these spaces, like I said, in the Patreon community especially. Um, but like I just – I'm I'm tired, you know? I'm tired. Um, and and I know that there are so many people who are, who are thrilled about the representation and, you know, who will just say it's just a story. You know, all rom-coms are – yeah, and I agree. Like, it is just a story. And it's a story that can teach us what the fuck not to take in relationships. So I hope at the very least <laughs> it does that. And it's a story that also I have so much empathy for around Harper's character because I also know what it's like to be so scared to be yourself. And not at the length of, uh, you know, the the reasons and the competition and all of the stuff that she clearly experienced trauma around. And I had a beautiful conversation in my DMs um, that I shared on my Insta stories um, the other day on Sunday. But I wanted to read it here um, with um, one of my incredible, um, incredible community members named Jen. And um, she said this, and I thought it was so beautiful. She said, 
you know, I felt when the girlfriend said love and her family wasn't giving freely, it was earned through competition. I really felt that. That shit hurts when you feel that way. And while I think she's still a terrible partner and I would break up with her, I could relate to her feeling like everything could cost her their love, every little thing she did or was. And I said yes to this completely, especially the fear of letting down the people you love deeply and of feeling so pressured to be everything, quote, perfect, unquote. I deeply understand and identify. And the last 30 minutes honestly had me bawling my eyes out for that reason, you know? And honestly, so much of that for me was self-imposed. Like I, um, and also there's, you know, some family dynamics growing up where like I was surrounded by so many people who had their quote shit together and who didn't come off as weird or different and all this stuff. And I was this weird, big, goofy, you know, goofball who was bullied a lot and had a lot of body shame at a very young age. And um, I just didn't feel like the people around me understood me. And um, and I often felt like the best way to get ahead and to be successful was to pretend, you know? And I, and I, I always wonder if part of that, and I've been exploring this for myself lately, you know, was rooted in also my, you know, I, I would escape a lot as a kid. Imagination was a big thing. It's why I went into theater when I did because it was a place for me to try on other things for size and I got really good at it. So good at it that I did that to my own self. And I think so many of us do that, right? We we hide who we are. We consciously or unconsciously, a lot of the time it's unconscious, right? So much what I talk about and what I teach is around how to come home to yourself and like remove all of the shoulds and all of the layers of that shit that you know uh, society or other people or our our teachings have imposed onto us right and it's all about coming home and and unbecoming so we can step into our fuck yes selves which is our truest selves a self that has always been there right um and we can remove ourselves our, remove the cages around that we've in some ways uh, you know ourselves um uh, very unconsciously most of the time put around ourselves and it's a lot it's a lot to navigate and I felt her pain so deeply I did not agree with her practices and with the actions that she took but I saw where they were coming from and I had deep empathy for that because I have been there I've been terrified and I have not treated uh the partners in my life in that way um Um, in fact, um, when I first came out and was so scared, it was really close to my parents. It was really close to, um, (laughs) it was really close to my double mastectomy and my girlfriend at the time, um, wanted to be there and I wanted her to be there too on the day of my surgery and also to be around for my recovery. And my mom was flying and so was my dad for part of it for a big chunk of my recovery process. And my mom was there for the surgery. And so, you know, I, you know, had the deep, you know, very scary conversation with my family. And very quickly, they also then met my, um, you know, first girlfriend and partner at the time. And I was not going to pretend that she was somebody other than she was not. Fuck no. And I did not have the, um, oh my gosh, love love this, you know, amazing. Like my parents 
are so supportive and the most incredible humans and I love them so much um and they didn't understand you know they didn't get it um they wanted to understand they were working hard to try to understand but they really struggled with it and and understandably so um you know, I think the uh, identity piece was a lot harder than the polyamory piece for them because um, I, you know, uh, I grew up in Canada and, um, you know, it's just the queer space there is a little bit more, um, it's like 10 years ahead from my perspective. Again, this is just from my lens, but it feels like it's 10 years ahead in terms of movement and like uh, acceptance um, than it is in the United States. Um but still, you know, um, it's it's outside of, uh, but certainly polyamory is outside of their understanding. So, um, you know, it was, uh, but it was just not something I was going to ever ask another partner of mine to do. Um, it's just like literally I couldn't imagine having that conversation. I would not stand for it. I would rather put myself in, um, in a space where I had to navigate hard things um, or I just, you know, if I wasn't ready for that, um, I would be really open with my partner and, you know, and and share that and give them the permission to operate and set their own boundaries in a way that serves them because that's what you do for the people you love. Um, and, you know, I just – I will not understand how somebody who is depicted in their late 20s um, who has been through life – right and like navigated stuff and yeah obviously has a lot of trauma to work through but hot, hot damn like uh treat people with kindness and love like can that be the the root of what we how we show up I just um I yeah I have empathy for her feelings but I do not have empathy for her expression and the impact of the way that she treated the people um in this movie and again um this is off course speaking to a film um that is fictional and all of these things but it it was marketed so deeply as a space for the queer community to come and feel seen and instead of that i i feel and i have heard and read and seen and spoken to so many people in that space that this is not for us it's just not um you know, and the queer community has been around for a fucking long time, like a long time. And we've been kept in the closet. We've navigated so much shame and triggering experiences around coming out and dealing with people who are abusive and gaslighting and all of the stuff that you see in this film. And it just, I'm tired of seeing that. I'm tired, just like Maggie said, right? Um, and there's been some really interesting, um, like, you know, I've been talking to people on Reddit, I mean, all sorts of places. And like, um, you know, there's just, it's, it's, people are frustrated. People are really frustrated. Um, and again, it's a, it's a lack of boundaries. It's a lack of, of, uh, of, of inner work and inner awareness. And, you know, I, I we need to stop as somebody so beautifully put on Reddit um, this is this person I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna share their their um, username because I thought it was so beautifully expressed. Um, it's Flower Power Sunrise, and they wrote in the um, I'll sh- I'll share the in the comments if you guys are curious around reading what people have been writing on Reddit um, the the Reddit Pope page. But um, this person said um, 
I literally ranted about how much this movie pissed me off because it's basically about a person who emotionally abuses and gaslights her partner and puts and humiliates her ex, Riley. And um, it would have been a beautiful divine movie of karma if Abby and Riley got together, like so many people are feeling. Um, Like, hey, two healthy, emotionally intelligent and caring people are together now and they will build a beautiful, bright future together. But Harper apologizes and promises to change. This is the end. And Abby becomes a doormat empathetic without boundaries i thought this was a really beautiful expression of this because i agree she has all the empathy and love but no personal boundaries for herself and takes her abuser back because words are more important than patterns after i ranted about this bs movie i just got a few dms from people who are currently in the closet and identify with harper and her shitty family with the exception of jane and they liked that jane is the um the sister who is um I love her so much. She's like um, the the art nerd um, and depicted as like the, you know, the one who doesn't really, quote, fit into the family the whole time. It killed me, the amount of bullying she got. Um, And then this person says, it's not the movie I want for my community. Yes, we need to stop glorifying abusive relationships and gaslighting and start showing emotionally intelligent, healthy relationships thriving. And, and. This is where I'm at, um, and and I want to share with you a couple of well, specifically one um, beautiful 2020 release that is not a quote feel good, um, you know, um, holiday flick on mainstream. Um, actually, this is mainstream because it's on Netflix. Um, it didn't get a lot of publicity at all, um, which is a shame because it is incredibly beautifully depicted. And if you are any person, um, I highly recommend watching this um, to gain a perspective around healthy, um, loving relationship patterns and really thoughtful um, coming out story. Um, It's called Feel Good. I'll put it in the show notes for y'all. Again, it's on Netflix, um, Feel Good, and it's written by this incredible, incredible queer um, writer, actor, and uh, a comedian, I think, um, May Martin. Um, and one of the themes in it is that, you know, a partner, um, her partner, um, in, in, you know, in, in the span of the show, feel good, is not really ready to come out to her friends and family and, and how they navigate that. Um, and it, it, from my perspective, watching that, it felt so real. It felt so, um, it felt so, um, thoughtful and that was, I think, again, my biggest qualm with this film is here is this, you know, all these voices and queer folk working on this and they they missed the mark from my perspective. The intentions were pure, but the impact wasn't. And there could have been so much more thought that went into this. Um, and, and again, you, we don't see the behind the scenes, the limitations of the network, all sorts of stuff. Like we don't know what happened. But what we do know is that this was marketed to, to, to be for, you know, Uh, especially queer folk and um, again also hopefully for other people but I don't think this is for anybody you know this doesn't help um, you know uh, heterosexual people um, understand queer folk in a deeper way maybe it does I I don't know you tell me what your thoughts are on that like I'm really struggling with that piece because it certainly shows you what not to have in relationship dynamics. Um, and, it, and it does depict the struggle for sure. And I appreciate that piece. But like it's certainly not, certainly not for the queer community. Um, it's not a feel-good movie for the queer community. And, you know, my experience and what I so deeply wanted on that on my Sunday evening after a very hard week was to just laugh and see um, a beautiful depiction of queer 
life and um, holiday cheer. And instead, I was triggered and sad and overwhelmed and angry and um, feeling my feels, you know. Um, and that's that's my truth. Those are my feels. And um, I would love to hear yours. Really, truly, I want to hear, I want this to be a conversation that we can have um, in a deeper way. So if you're not already a part of the Patreon community, um, you know, and come on over to our, our private um, Facebook group, um, Live Your Fuck Yes Life. Um, come on over again. You can, you know, as little as $5 a month, you can be a part of that and we can have these incredible conversations here. I will also be popping in, like I said earlier, with, um, you know, extra Q&As in there, bonus episodes. Um, you know, I'm going to be popping in in whatever way I feel really called to be present there. But there just isn't a space um, you know, Instagram is, is so beautiful, but it, it's just hard to have, you know, more personal relationships with y'all. And, and, um, and that's really what I love more than anything is to, uh, be surrounded by all of your incredible hearts and thoughts and, and, um, create a community because so many of you are, um, like this community is filled with the most inclusive, diverse and, um, non-judgmental and empathetic and, loving and um, thoughtful beings um, and uh, having a safe space where we can speak about an inclusive space where we can speak about all these things. I mean, that's just the fucking tits. So I'm really excited. Thank you for all of you who reached out um, suggesting that I open a, a Patreon community um, and and do this work. Um, I, I so appreciate you supporting me in the podcast and my work and everything like that, and also supporting yourself in um, you know deepening your space in this community. Um, we're gonna have lots of fun conversations in there, like this one um, when it goes live. So today, um, and um, yeah, also of course, um, like I said, I also have a post on Instagram. So head to the comments there and, and let me know your thoughts. I want to hear you. I want to hear your perspective. Um, at your voice matters. And um, to all of my um, fellow queer folk, um, I just want you to know that no matter what your experiences are or where you're at in your own coming out journey, I see you. I love you. You are so fucking enough. And um, I really, really hope that if you haven't watched Feel Good, it gives you some good feels um, um, as you head into the holiday season, and um, I'm always in your corner. And there you have it. For all of the things that I chatted about or mentioned um, in today's episode, just head over to the show notes. You can just check it out on your phone, probably scroll down, you can see it, or you can go to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash 110. That's 110. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, like I said earlier, um, we're going to be deep diving into this with a lot more intention um, and, um, yeah, uh, via the the Patreon page and the Live Your Focus Life community. So um, I can't wait to see you all in there. Um, again, that's in the show notes. And um, it's going to be such a beautiful, inclusive, just fucking immersive, amazing space for us to just show up exactly as we are and really, really, really be around other people who are wanting to live their fuck yes life, right? And that is all unique and individual to us all because we are all unique magical snowflakes. And I see you, um, I am with you, and I can't wait to see you in there and on Instagram. And until next week, I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. <laughs>